this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have a very special guest. Now, typically, on Reaching the Finish Line, you know, I interview people of all different types. But if you've, if you've been following our show recently, uh, I interviewed a, a Women's Hall of Fame boxer, Asumiya Anani. And now today, we have a former NBA uh, player. I'm happy to introduce Mark Blount. Uh, he's a former NBA center for the Miami Heat and the Boston uh, Celtics. A lot of people, you know, w- w- when, they t- when they talk to the young generation and they say, you know, hey, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, at 12 years old, at 13, 14 years old, typically the answer is uh, a rapper or an athlete, you know, a basketball, football player. That's usually, that's usually kind of the, the, the two paths that kind of a lot of young, uh, a lot of young people aspire to be. And you have been a person that have actually reached the top pinnacle level and being an NBA player. Let's go back in time, Mark. You know, you know, you know. How did you discover your love for basketball? You know, was your was your father a basketball player? You know, let's talk about that. Um, my love for basketball pretty much came uh, just uh, learning the game over, over uh, through my teenage years uh, in New York. Uh, um, didn't uh, didn't uh, have any any. Uh, particular skills, but just hype. So I was just thrown into there and uh, was able to um, uh, was able to play in Westchester County uh, as a young guy at uh, 11, 12 years old and just um, just continue to play and, and, and play for uh, several years uh, until I was 14 uh, and starting to get a little bit better. Um, during that time, uh, my family moved to um, South Carolina uh, next to Charleston. And uh, I continued to play there. Um, when I was in um, Somerville, South Carolina, I was able to uh, play on a JV level um, over those next two to three years, next two years, two, three years, and uh, played on the JV. Uh, and then uh, before the end of my JV year, I got moved up to varsity. And it was very interesting uh, being able to, uh, I figured, you know, play with the big boys. And, but uh, it took a twist for the turns. I ended up transferring to a school uh, um, in the next county um, and uh, got uh, blackballed and wasn't allowed to play for a year. Um, during that time, um, my, um, my, that was my uh, 11th grade, I was able to uh, go to a school called Oak Hill Academy I in Mount Virginia. Mm. Um, during that process, uh, with um, Oak Hill uh, giving me the opportunity to, to hone my skills and uh, and being able to um, finally uh, move on to the University of Pittsburgh. I see. Yeah, let's stop right there, Mark. You know, would you say that you being seven feet tall, you know, was really kind of a, a prominent factor in helping you uh, be as successful as a basketball player? Or do you think really it was kind of everything else that really encompassed what it takes to be a great basketball player? Um, seven feet helped. Uh, definitely, it definitely helped, and I was able to, uh, you know, use it to the most of my ability. And uh, you know, uh, a lot of seven foot people walking around that don't use it, uh, not uh, don't have the information, wasn't right around uh, uh, around the um, 
you know, parents don't have the right the, the contacts to be able to help them out if they want to hone that skill as a basketball player. But I was able to uh, be um, be around uh, some good players and was able to travel during the, my uh, my middle school and high school years to some of the top five star camps and cheat noodle camps and stuff like that. I was able to do a lot of good stuff. So um, you know, those were those were great. Uh, Indeed, great to help me. And, and, and it's great that you, you talked about, you know, you basically kind of use what you kind of already naturally gifted with. And you stated that there's a lot of people that are very tall and really don't make the most uh, of their height, unfortunately. And, and, and that's definitely uh, something uh, very important and definitely something that you use uh, to build upon uh, your success. Now, uh, let's, let's kind of let's uh, get into it as far as uh, once you... You, uh, you know, f- you know, got drafted, and I believe uh, the, the, the Seattle SuperSonics drafted you, correct? Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that. Because, well, I mean, obviously, you know, it's like you're really going into a different world. It's like you're going, I mean, I mean, really, I don't know how much, you know, I have no idea. Well, 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 let me ask you this, well, let, let me ask you this first. What were you kind of, was you, was you working and going to college, or was you just solely going to college? I was, um... I was going to college and uh, I was just uh, just trying to figure it out. I didn't know what, what I really was, wanted to do uh, while I was there. Um, you know, every week it changed uh, what I wanted to go to school there for. Um, so um, after my freshman year, I was, you know, just still going with the flow. And then uh, my second year, I was just, um, you know, starting to get better and the name was starting to get out there. And, and um, I just decided that... Um, you know, I want to be able to uh, um, help myself and help my family and be able to uh, build my own brand and uh, left school early. Right, right. But you know, did, did you have several jobs? Because uh, I mean, the reason why I ask is because sometimes, I guess, you know, depending on how you're born and raised, the upbringing, uh, you, you know, some parents may say, you know, hey, don't worry about working. Just focus on your studies. And typically, some people may never actually work uh, an uh, official job until they graduate from college, and then other people uh, they kind of work all along uh, as as they uh, as they work their way, uh, you know, graduate from high school, working their way through college. Uh, did you have prior jobs in the past, or was you know you being a a professional basketball player like your first like real job? Um, I mean, I I was a delivery boy, and you know, just helping people out in the neighborhood and stuff like that in New York, and. Uh, um, really nothing I did after that. After I left New York, I really didn't have any jobs like that. So it was just pretty much basketball. I see. Yeah, and you come from Yonkers, which is a you know pretty pretty rough place. Um, you know, I definitely want to get into that. You know, going to the NBA, you definitely went into a different world. You know, places like Yonkers, Harlem, Brooklyn, uh, they definitely have so you know a lot of rough and uh, low income and you know crime written places there. And uh, you know, and you going from that world where you know a lot of your friends were from into a completely different world to become a professional basketball player, making you know, millions of dollars and being surrounded by a whole group of people. Let's talk about that experience. You know, what was that like for you? You know what, you know, did, you know, did you, did you lose friends? You know, were you able to keep those friends along the way? You know, did, you know, cause, cause, cause that's, that's always, that's always interesting. You know, sometimes Mark people, they don't want to be successful because they, they, it's called like the fear of success. If they are successful, <laughs> they feel like they'll lose their friends. You know, you know, people think that they won't like them anymore that because they, cause they change or do something different. You know, what was your experience? Oh, my, my experience was uh, um, I didn't have a clue what was 
what I was walking into. Luckily, I had um, uh, some good uh, mentors and good people around me to help me out because uh, it was uh, nothing I thought I was going to get into. It was uh, totally, totally different. Uh, just, uh, just the day to day of uh, being, uh, just being a man. Uh, you know, just whatever it is, just day to day tasks around the house and just uh, paying your bills to. Uh, you know, getting your body right for practice and games and stuff like that. Travel, mm-hmm. um, tired all the time when you first start. So it was, uh, it was nothing. Uh, it was nothing I expected. And then with the friends part of it, I really didn't. You know, at the beginning, I was, um, you know, just trying to get in and make sure I stayed in. So I, I, really, I really didn't have time for friends because it was more just working and just, I mean, practicing and um, being able to. Um, you know, study film and, you know, get better uh, as a player. So it was, it was 24-7, eat, sleep, basketball. Wow, wow. Yeah, and, you know, again, a lot of people definitely aspire to be a professional athlete. But, you know, you, you're, you're, you're hearing it here. You know, it's definitely a 24-7 thing, you know, as Mark has stated. You know, let's go behind the scenes, Mark. Let's talk about what is it actually like, you know, you know, from the draft, you know, into, you know, getting your first jersey, the contracts. Let's talk about that. Um, the, the draft, um, you know, being able to, uh, you know, have your name called was nice. Um, the, the bad side of it, uh, NBA players didn't think I was, uh, offensively skilled enough or, you know, uh, ready to be in the NBA. Um, that's why I was the last pick of the second round. Um, and then being able to, um, you know, being able to work on my craft until, uh, until I was able to start. With a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. Able to move forward and, and be on the team, which it took me two, three years to uh, make that happen. Well, you know, I definitely will argue, Mark. You know, you know, you know, probably your, you know your former peers saying that you know you weren't skilled enough. But you know, if, if if I'm if I'm correct, you've been you was in the NBA for nine years. So you know, if if you wasn't skilled, you know, you probably wouldn't last a year. So that definitely uh, either speaks to the level of skill that you have lasting for nine years. Well, it was uh, yeah, ten years. It was ten years. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Was 10 years, yeah, and um, yeah, just. Um, you know, just kept getting better every year, adding something to my game, proving something to my to myself, adding something to my game that would add something that would help the team and uh, be able to keep myself on the court and, and keep uh, keep growing myself as a person and a man and growing my brand and my name. For sure. Now, you know, I, I, you know, you know, since, since you've been in the NBA for ten years, you can definitely speak to us. You know, what is it like? You know, because basically, as a as a professional athlete, you're basically like a, a very high paid employee. And you know, I mean, now of course, a person like you, um, you know, it probably it probably doesn't make a whole lot of difference. You know, when you're making millions of dollars, but let's say a person who gets in the NBA but not as good as you, and maybe they don't last ten years like you have done. You know, what is it like? You know, when you get paid, like, do the IRS just takes half of what you make, or is it like, you know, maybe a third of it? You know, if you don't mind, you know, we'll be interested in hearing that. It's uh, the 
I would just let you know this: the tax bracket is steep, and uh, they, um, the IRS uh, uh, understands we play in different states and different cities, and different states have different tax laws, and they really uh, enjoy um, our tax returns uh, every year. <laughs> For sure, and, and, and that's fine. I, I appreciate that answer. <laughs> and uh, and for sure, so definitely, uh, uh, definitely among uh, uh, the elite when it comes to income, and you know, definitely, uh, uh, you, uh, you was uh, taxed uh, accordingly. You know, let's talk about uh, your, uh, your 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 as a public figure. Let's talk. How was that like? As an NBA player, which you not, when you wasn't playing basketball, you know, you know, did, you know, did, did you get a lot of people, you know, asking you for a lot of favors, or people who are hating on you, or, 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 or people like, 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 I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested to hear what was it like off the court in your experience. Um, just, uh, I spent most of my time in um, back home in Florida with family, and um, you know, I, you know, I was mostly, uh, mostly around them. Um, and then, and they were, uh, you know, always there with the handout. Or, you know, I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know, I don't really, really want to pay your mortgage or help you with uh, your grocery bills this month. You know, stuff like that. But uh, I really mostly spent time around family. And then, you know, the old people, the neighbors, and the people around you. You know, they always going to have something to say. But um, uh, for me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, I got tough skin. I really, I'm like, whatever. I just keep going. I, that's my mentality in, in, in life. Just keep going, keep going, keep pushing, um, and that's why I'm, uh, you know, able to uh, be in the situation I am now. For sure, and I, I, I appreciate you for saying that because, as, as I said it before, Mark, a lot of people they have to fear success. They said, "Well, man, you know, if I become a, a singer, a rapper, if I become a basketball player, and I make millions of dollars, everyone's going to ask me to pay their mortgage. Everyone's going to ask me to buy a car, and you know, if I don't buy, if I don't buy it for them, that I'm that I'm gonna lose my friends or I'm gonna lose my family. You know, for you, you was able to successfully manage and deal with that. You know, what are some tips that you can offer to help people get over that fear of success? Success and uh, perhaps model and, 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 uh, and, and have the type of success you have as far as not only being uh, very successful and wealthy, but also not letting it uh, affect you personally. Um, just um, you know, when it comes to family and friends with uh, money, you just uh, want to be able to help them, help themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I thought they, I thought they would be helping me, uh, helping me keep uh, people away from me and stuff like that, and. Uh, um, but it's mostly uh, the family that's always around and uh, holding their hand out and stuff like that. So that was uh, very interesting. So it's not like you don't want to, uh, you know, not talk to family, but you want to be able to uh, set barriers early on so, you know, so they know uh, uh, what they expect uh, from you and what you expect from them. For sure. That's very important, setting barriers early on. You also talk about helping them, helping them help themselves, yeah. you know. How would you, you know, you know, you know, how what would you recommend, you know, for someone, you know, who will like, you know, maybe someone, you know, they're an entrepreneur, they're having great success in their business, and you know, you know, then you know, maybe their maybe their brother or maybe their aunt thinks they're entitled to their wealth because their family, you know, how does a person help uh, their family member to be able to help themselves? Um, what would you say? Maybe an example. For me personally, my example is every great business idea is not awesome. I mean, I think uh, looking at every, you know, they always want, let's do this, let's do that. Oh, we should open this, we should open that. Um, 
you know, every every idea is uh, not a good idea. Probably probably uh, 98% of them are probably bad anyway. But uh, just being able to uh, once you know once you're in a position, it, you you got to start growing um, and understanding uh, you know um, understanding your uh, your um, your daily uh, assets and what you're doing, and 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 understanding how to build and grow wealth. That's a uh, that's um, I, I would I would use those two examples to um, to help somebody that's in that position because if you're trying to build and grow wealth and, and help yourself uh, later on down the road, you you will definitely understand what you need to do um, for yourself and not trying to do all kinds of uh, crazy quick schemes and uh, just doing stuff just to do it because there's a lot of repercussions with the, um, for you know, sure. Jumping into stuff that, uh, first of all, you don't have the knowledge of, about, and then second of all, uh, being able to get out of it in a timely fashion before you're too far in. Indeed, indeed. Um, as a basketball player, again, you know, you see, you know, when when you got into the NBA, you stated that a lot of people was kind of questioning your, you know, your 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 ability. But as I said before, you know, ten years definitely is a testament that I mean, you definitely you had talent because if you didn't, you wouldn't be in the NBA for ten years. Why you didn't score a triple double? Um, you know, when, basically, if people don't know what it is, basically, it's when a player achieves. Uh, double-digit score in at least three of the following statistic categories, which could be points, rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. But uh, you have uh, you have uh, definitely uh, uh, ha- have a business triple-double, and where you know you definitely you know, started a business, growing a business, exiting a business, and you definitely got your hands in different pots from real estate and Cinnabon, uh, with Cinnabon as a franchise and on Annie's. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of NBA players, or even for that matter, a lot of athletes or even musicians, they don't manage their money right. You know, they go platinum, or you know, or they, they become great. They score 40, 50 points a game, or you know, they become one of the star players. And uh, you know, you know, you look at it ten years later, they're broke. And I've, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of um, you know tragedies. But let's talk about that. <clears throat> what would you say was the factor that has influenced you to preserve your wealth? After the NBA, um, um, for me it was just um, like I said, just um, my off season was more about getting better and uh, and, um, and and trying to uh, become a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I mean, off season, I um, I went home and um, I had my house, I had my uh, one car, and I just did what I had to do. I didn't. I didn't have another house anywhere. I didn't have uh, several cars. I didn't have all this stuff. So I was just regular, just uh, just uh, independent contractor. If you looked at it, and just uh, went about it that way. I didn't really, I didn't need uh, something in LA and something over here in Dallas or something up in Toronto or something like that. I just needed uh, just needed my one house and my car and just uh, my trainers and and go to work. Uh, I think some people lose focus of. Uh, the stuff around them, you know, there's a lot of stuff people put around them um, to, they think it's it's good, but it's just, um, it's just a liability and it's just uh, not good, not good stuff. For sure, you know, you're definitely an example of a person uh, investing in themselves. Uh, again, a lot of, fortunately, a lot of musicians, athletes, uh, they don't do that. They get sidetracked by all the money they're making and unfortunately it gets mismanaged. Want the full episode? You can get it. When you become a premium radio subscriber, go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy 
to get your subscription today. What do you get? You get things like early access to the episodes, commercial-free one-hour episodes, mastermind calls with our guests, freebies from our guests, as well as much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription for it's another way for you to start reaching your finish line. And, you know, I recently, I think it was, I think it was a few months ago, I you know saw a great basketball player, you know, someone I admired when I was uh, very young. Uh, his, his, his name is Vin Baker. He's a power forward. And I read, a, I read an article about, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, he went bankrupt and, and you know, now he's a star. Now he's a manager at Starbucks. And you know, it's just sad, you know, it's just sad to see, you know, such a player that has attained, you know, you know, so many levels of greatness as a as a professional athlete and made so much money just to just to go and lose it all. But, you know, that's 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 a valuable lesson. And this is the kind of contrast, you know, a person like that and then a person like we have here, Mark, who's definitely invested himself off season and continue to do that uh, constantly, uh, which has now allowed him to be able to uh, not only be a, a very successful basketball player, but also an entrepreneur. What was your first business going uh, into as an entrepreneur? Uh, what, what, what was your franchises or was it the real estate? The real estate. Okay, let's talk about that. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I I walked in there and they were it was uh, fourteen units all on the same street, uh, two two units to a building, seven buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, they were um, they were built in sixty two and they still look like nineteen sixty two. So I I went at it from the roof all the way down to the plumbing, um, and uh, it was. Um, it was a learning experience, and uh, I was able to um, I was able to um, uh, learn a lot. Um, a lot of people came by and uh, showed me how to do a lot of the renovation work uh, on my own. Um, you know, a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know plumbing and roofing and electrical. You know, I really had to you know pull permits and get contractors out there for that. But the rest of the stuff, I was able to. Uh, crash course and just um, learn and go and learn and go and uh, be able to do it and uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was very invigorating and uh, when the project was done a year later um, it was um, it was uh, definitely uh, gratifying and uh, definitely a self-accomplishment uh, was definitely felt through the whole process but uh, I was um, they were bought um, you know during the the market, the downturn, and then uh, and then being able to um, sell them this year was uh, was awesome. Uh, you know, good return on that. So it was very, 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 um, very good project that I uh, started on. For sure, and you know, and, and then not only do you have uh, the real estate units, uh, you also you also uh, own a Cinnabon franchise as well as the Auntie Annie's. Uh, two th- uh, two types of uh, 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 foods that I do like, but I know I probably shouldn't uh, be in those uh, stores uh, eating, eating too much of that. <laughs> uh, but they are good. Um, but let's let's get more into the business. What would you say are you know some we are you know maybe some. Sh- secrets for short-term success you know what what are like five ways maybe people can score fast points in business um real quick is um you know the when i got in uh with the uh, focus brand who owns and cinnabon uh, focus brand was uh i was uh starting out with the um you know trying to uh, bring professional athletes in and uh help them run businesses and stuff like that so that was one of one of my uh, first one nanny ann's um 
and uh, the um, the one I had in uh, was, was very very productive. Um, that was um, that was a good learning uh, um, good learning um, curve for me on that one because being able to uh, open that one, have it seem do well, and then watch the um, watch the uh, clientele uh, diminish, uh, and then being able to uh, have them to uh, close that one was a, a learning process. So that one was um, definitely um, uh, a tip is um, location and uh, understanding your uh, your demand in that area. So that was um, that'd be a two for two for that location, and then the one one I was able to sell was Annie's and Cinnabon. And um, that one was in a uh, very particular area, so that location was very well, and uh, demand was there. But I understood that uh, product, product, and um, was um, you know I would definitely had to control that and be able to control the uh, the, the staff at the at that location because it was more of a, a cafe style location. So you know between the um, location and uh, and um, being able to understand product and inventory and staff, those are, those are the four that just come off the top of my head right now. Indeed, indeed. And definitely, you know, you're very, you're very kind of business savvy in knowing how to put your hands uh, in different pots. And, uh, you, know, f- you know, franchises, basically for people, you know, uh, you know, people who don't know, it's just you're essentially you're buying a brand that's already performing extremely well. And you definitely did that with Cinnabon and Auntie Annie's. And uh, really, uh, really, it's kind of really straightforward. And, you know, obviously to give, to give you a system to be able to kind of run that business the way they want it as it, as it uh, kind of aligns with that brand. But uh, it, it's very savvy of you, you know, to be able to put your hands in multiple types of ventures as opposed to just, you know, hoping that just one specific uh, business is going to kind of, you know, you know, bring you all the way uh, into the end. Uh, you definitely, uh, for, 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 all, for all my uh, uh, sports fans out there, uh, Mark definitely has um, a, uh, a website uh, called the Blount Report, and this is where uh, you have a ranking of the top big uh, power forwards and centers. Talk more about that. Oh, I was, um, yeah, I still uh, still enjoy my uh, basketball and still enjoy the game. So I, uh, I came up with that list, and um, in that list, uh, I was able to, um, you know, come up with some, uh, some of the new young big guys and some of the uh, veteran big guys in the NBA. And... Um, of course, you know everybody has uh, Anthony Davis as number one. <laughs> but my uh, my interesting picks was um, I had um, you know uh, Lamarcus Cousin, I mean Lamarcus Aldridge at two, Demarcus Cousins at three, um, and Anthony Townsend, Carl Anthony Towns at four, and Dwight Howard at five. So now all the haters are going to be on me about putting Dwight Howard at five. But you, you I mean you look at his. Um, you look at the rebound numbers. It's, uh, I mean, over his career, he's been he's always been a, uh, um, you know, competitive guy on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I worked uh, with Giannis Atukapempo. Uh, uh, I know he's going to kill me for messing his name up. And, uh, Blake Griffin. Um, uh, another surprise, or shouldn't be a surprise, was Hassan Whiteside at eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good young big. He's going to play a lot. He's going to get a lot of his numbers. Um, I'm a very good fan of Andre Drummer. I had him at nine. He's just um, very good young big, double double machine. 
DeAndre Jordan, uh, learn to become a leader. So I think they need that on the LA team that's, uh, that looks iffy sometimes. And then Kevin Love, 11. Jabari Parker, 12. A very young big that's playing very well. And then um, I know I'm going to get yelled at for Dirk Nowitzki at thir- uh, 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Millsap uh, um, and um, Paul Millsap, great veteran guy, you know, with his, uh, his, his 1.7 blocks and 1.8 steals and 1.3 assists uh, and 31% from the three-point line last year. It was awesome. And then my last round off was uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, center for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think he can very help them because they need him. If he can uh, stay focused, I, I really enjoyed that. So with, uh, that was my uh, my uh, Blount report. And, uh, of course, look, Anthony Davis, which every general manager in the NBA probably wants right now, but he was, uh, he was leading it. As we come to a close, Mark, if people want to uh, follow you, uh, or get in contact with you, uh, how would they do that? Uh, they can reach me at mark at markblount 30com and um, they can leave me an email there, and uh, I can get be able to get back to them. And uh, and uh, markblount 30com is the uh, website also. For sure, definitely. You can go to markblount30.com. Uh, you can definitely uh, check him out, uh, his stats uh, from NBA, uh, the business ventures he's working on, events, and just like news, kind of what he's up to uh, as well. Mark, thanks for being our guest. Kevin, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, you have an awesome uh, end to your new year and a great beginning to your new year. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist at Seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.